Hey friend, welcome to Self Transformed, a podcast dedicated to transforming your health in less time and guilt-free through the power of habit hacking. I'm your host, Emily Nichols, behavior change specialist, fitness and Whole30 coach, and Taco Tuesday enthusiast. (laughs) Hey, I know the struggle is real when it comes to taking care of you. I too am a working mom who felt physically and emotionally drained, but lacked the time and confidence to actually make myself a priority. Creating habit strategies around my health was the key to help me finally create a consistent, healthy lifestyle that does doesn't feel hard. I'm now on a mission to equip you with those same sustainable habit hacks to help transform your life from the inside out, guilt-free. Together, we will simplify your health into daily habits that don't feel like another thing on your long to-do list, but rather consistent actions that add up to a massive transformation that will stick through all seasons of your life. So if you're ready to have it hack your health and create your own self-transformation, then let's do this. You're listening to episode 170 of Self-Transformed. Hey friend, welcome back to the show. Oh my goodness, where has the month of September gone? We are flying by this month, getting ready to go into that full fall season, all things pumpkin spice, but you can keep your pumpkin spice far away from my margarita. But as the seasons change, one thing doesn't change is that it's important to take care of yourself. But I know it's often hard because we don't have a lot of time, you know, schedules change as well as when seasons change. But also you might feel that little tinge of guilt when maybe we feel like we're taking time away from our family to really take care of ourselves. I have a solution for you, my friend. Join me and self-transform you. It is my signature four-week program where you will learn basic habit strategy. I give you my Habit Set Stick Starter Kit with your enrollment in STU because I strongly believe in learning the benefits of my basic three-step habit method. You learn that, and then week by week, you learn about how to use habit strategy around your mindset, such as losing the guilt. Week two, we talk about food freedom and habit strategy. We talk about movement in week three and habit strategy. And then the last week, what to do when you lose motivation or you go into a new season of life. Like a lot of us are now as the seasons change, sometimes our schedules change. So join me. You can get the program at any time. A lot of folks ask me, a lot of girls are like, how long will it take me? It should take you four weeks, but each week it should only take you maybe 30, 45 minutes each week to be able to go through it and do the homework because I will assign you some action items. I think it's really important to learn some data about yourself and then take action based off of that and track it to see how it goes. Now you can sign up for STU Next Level. You can get that at any time as well and join me where I will take you through STU. You'll do some one-on-one accountability coaching with me. You can learn more at selftransformu, it's the letter u.com. Sign up ASAP and join me before you get into that busy holiday season and you have a plan to still be able to take care of yourself and create a sustainable health plan that will take you through all seasons of your life, my friend. You are definitely worth it. 
to take the time to take care of yourself and I will help you get there. If you're not sure if STU is for you quite yet though, feel free to hop on a free habit hacking call with me. I've opened up my calendar. I only have like two spots left though in October. So go book those ASAP. We hop on a call for 15 minutes to talk about, you know, maybe a habit that's happening in your life that you want to get rid of or a habit you want to start implementing in regards to a healthy habit, of course, and we'll just habit hack, we'll jam on habit hacking for 15 minutes on what that particular habit is that you need some help with. And sometimes just talking it out, you're able to come up with a strategy, which I love doing with these ladies. I'll probably start recording them soon so you guys can hear them as well if um, the girls I talk to are comfortable doing that. Um, Of course, if they're not, we won't then then there you go. Um, but you can go to bit.ly slash free call with Emily. It's linked in the show notes too. I can't wait to get on a call and jam with you and, or see you and self-transform you. So funny, I've been wanting to have someone on the show to talk about sleep and today's guest just dropped in my inbox. I was like, well, perfect. This was something I've been wanting to talk about. And I wanted to talk about sleep in particular sleep deprivation, because let's face it, we're all tired. (laughs) I don't know about you. I feel like a lot of times I am like, I am so tired or sometimes halfway through the day, I'm already thinking about, oh my gosh, I can't wait to go home and go to bed. (laughs) A lot of you know, if you don't know, go back and listen to some of my earlier episodes. My own transformation journey began in 2015 with my husband at my side because he went through a couple of years of sleep deprivation insomnia to tell you the truth and he suffered physically and mentally because of it and our whole family did really so that's when we decided to make a change and start incorporating more healthy habits in our life and it has just snowballed from there now I help other women do the same thing but in thinking about the last year as well you know I'm 41 now I just turned 40 the year before and I'm really thinking about reversing the clock on aging and how I can do that And taking on coaching at Orange Theory the past year and a half is something I'm so passionate about and I love it. But I coach super early a couple days a week and a Saturday morning because that works out best for my family. I told them when I went back to coaching people in person, I wouldn't go in the evenings at all because that is family time for us. We are just so busy running the boys everywhere. So y'all, I get up at 3.50 a.m. on Wednesdays and Thursdays to go coach my first um, class of the day that starts at 5 a.m. And, you know, over the past year, I wasn't seeing as much results and consistency as I wanted to with the way I was eating and with the way I was moving my body. And I think that a lot of that had to come down to the amount of sleep I was getting. I wasn't having healthy sleep habits. I've reversed that since then, and that's definitely helped. But I know from a lot of folks that I talk to, everyone is just so tired and sleep is something that is so underrated and can really turn back the clock on aging and give you the results you want with your everyday lifestyle. But it's something we're forgetting. I feel like a lot of times we wear like not sleeping or not functioning on little to no sleep as like a badge of honor. But trust me, my friend, I'm speaking from experience and from a lot of the women I coach and from a lot of my best friends too, your poor sleep habits will catch up to you. They will. They will catch up to you and lead you to being frustrated by not seeing the results, which in turn can turn into emotional eating. You stop working out. It's just a vicious cycle in itself. So today I have brought on Larissa Petrini. She is an age reversal expert and epigenetic specialist known for turning back the clock 
10 years. So she has helped hundreds of high achieving women, help them get back in shape, overcome chronic fatigue, solve dry, drag, dragging, sagging skin, and deal with moods and hormonal imbalances. So she's currently working with celebrities and physicians from all over the world. She's shared her knowledge in Harper's Bazaar, Elle, Forbes, Shape Magazine, and she's really going to talk to us today about the importance of sleep and the impact of sleep deprivation and how that can accelerate the clock on aging. And we don't want that. We don't want that. But you'll also hear, you know, sleep is just a piece of the pie. You'll see from this conversation, but it's probably like one of the biggest pieces of the pie. It's such a crucial piece that many of us are neglecting. So get cozy, get a pad of paper and a pen ready to take some notes and make sure you stick around to the end for to hear my three biggest takeaways, the cliff notes, if you will, of this conversation with Larissa Petrini. Friends, we are going to turn back the clock on aging and help you get some sleep. Let's get into it. All right, gang, thank you so much for tuning back in to Self Transformed. You know, I was just talking to our guest about this before we hit record. Sometimes I have an idea for a podcast episode and someone comes into my inbox right at the right time. And that is Larissa Petrini today. Larissa, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I can't wait to get in this discussion. Larissa is an age reversal expert. We're going to talk a lot about sleep today and how to reverse that clock on aging. But before we do, I always ask my guests this first question, and that is what comes to mind when you hear the phrase self-transformed? I love this question. And uh, when I hear self-transformed, I actually get emotional about it because uh, my story is, uh, is one of a kind, I, I like to say, Pro- probably for, for some of your listeners, uh, it's familiar or they heard something similar. But for me, uh, personally, it's, uh, it's definitely something uh, incredible. And um, I would say someone who is self-transformed is um, also someone who became aware and mindful in regards to the fact that we have all the power within us (laughs) it's with us we we can literally do uh whatever we want and sky is the limit or nothing it's impossible Um, sometimes i like to use uh, this specific um, uh, phrase or sentence and sometimes we outsource this power sometimes we feel or think that this power might be somewhere else. And um, I'm not trying to say a mentor or a coach or an expert is not important, but if we don't have, as I like to say, ears to hear, or we are not ready to receive that specific message, uh, we will not transform. We will not simply not see the shifts and see the transformation. So, and it happened to to me um, a few years ago. I hired a few mentors. I was not ready for the transformation. Uh, And the transformation came after and later. And in some cases, I rehired the mentors just because I felt I was ready for uh, their message and their way of changing uh, a certain process in my business or even uh, some mindset shift. So I would say it's all about uh, acknowledging the power within us. Mm -hmm. That's... From my this this would be my definition of 
uh, someone who's self-transformed. Yeah. And I love asking this question because it's always a different response, but I love it. Sure. Being so aware and being open to change or open to transformation or getting that help when you need to, but you have to be open to it and be willing to change because change is hard or scary mm. sometimes and being open to it. That's when the beauty happens. And the more you do it, the more you become comfortable doing, doing it and craving that movement and momentum forward. Right. Yeah. And there is uh, also uh, a specific, uh, metrics when it comes to to change right and the, and the first step uh, is uh, almost always resistance uh, and this has to do a lot with what you just said and uh, then if we manage to overcome resistance we get to a place where we become excited or curious about what's coming up and then obviously we um, get used to to the friction and to the discomfort because there is discomfort in change, mm. and um, this is uh, this is definitely what happened in my case. And I see lots of my clients going through the same process, same same process. Sure. Well, let's get into your story, Larissa. I want to know a little bit more about your own transformation story, where you've been, and what has really led you to who you are and what you do today. I will start with uh, 2009, 2010, because it's, um, it was a pivotal moment for me. Mm-hmm. This is when um, I went through two surprising, unexpected, rather, events in my life. One of them was uh, uh, the divorce I went through. Um, when um, we decided, simply decided uh, we are going to uh, separate and uh, I uh, was left with one. He, my son was back then two years old. So it was pretty, pretty challenging, especially because I was running a very successful company at that time. And um, I had a demanding, very demanding job. So um, suddenly I was like, oh my God, I need to take care of everything. Um, I can call myself now a single mom as well. So uh, that was the number one event. And again, it was surprising and unexpected. The second event, and this happened a few months after, um, when I was misdiagnosed with thyroid cancer. Mm. So three months after this event, and this was from the emotional point of view was pretty uh, shocking. And um, I, uh, I literally felt like I need some time alone to uh, assess what happened and how things um, actually got there and so on. So a few months later, I was misdiagnosed with this um, uh, type of cancer. And then the third one was not a negative one, was a positive one. I always say that was uh, instrumental for what came after I took the decision to leave for two months. I call that a mini sabbatical just because it was it was not a one year long. It was a two months long and moved to Malaysia right in the middle of jungle in Borneo. And for two months, I, I literally took plenty of time. No electricity, no access to phones, no access to civilized world, nothing like this was there. So I was almost forced to uh, look in the mirror, metaphorical mirror, obviously, and come up with some answers. And one of the answers uh, had very much 
to do with what I was doing uh, in my career. I was running, again, a very successful company. I had a, a team of 15 uh, people um, back then, and I felt like this is not what I would love to do. So the decision I took uh, right in the middle of uh, jungle was the fact that I'm going to help as many women as possible avert this type of crisis. Mm-hmm. And um, what happened after, that was, again, 2009, 2010. It took me a few years, four years, until I resigned and said goodbye to, the, to my business partner and moved into a completely different domain. Even though every single person in my life, including my mom and my family, they were like, are you crazy? You have everything you want. So many people would dream to have your life. You are successful. You have this amount of income. You are even on the cover of magazines. You have an impeccable reputation and so on. But it wasn't fulfilling for me. It wasn't something that I really wanted for myself. So... I went back to school. I started to certify myself. The first, uh, the first, uh, first, first school was the Institute of Integrative Nutrition from New York, and then several other certifications. Some of them are in uh, health coaching or nutrition. And then I moved to sleep. I'm also a certified sleep coach. And then the final uh, piece in the puzzle, even though I don't think it's final, (laughs) learning is one of my values. So uh, I see myself learning for the rest of my life. But the next piece in the puzzle was epigenetics. So um, I am, to be honest, looking back, I think it was truly a divine intervention what happened in 2009. It was a gift. It wasn't uh, something to... And I, I never looked back feeling sad or feeling like this was terrible and this was not supposed to happen or anything like that. So I truly think that was meant to happen, both for my career and my my personal transformation. So yeah, this is my story in a few sentences, of course. (laughs) I know it's always like, where do I start? Where do I start? I love this story so much. I feel like there's always pivotal moments if you really sit down to think about it, whether it might be shocking news or a big life event that happened, or like you said, positive things too, where it was like, huh, maybe I'm not where I'm supposed to be. Now I want to take action. And it took you four years to get to that point where it was time to make that big shift, um, which I really want the ladies listening to know. Sometimes transformation takes time and maybe Mm -hmm. these are, little seeds, you know, divine intervention being planted and you have to, um, you know, cultivate it over time until you're able to take it to that next step. I love that so much. I love that so much. And I love that you're always learning. Same here. I'm always like, my husband's all the time, like, what are you, what type of certification are you looking at now? Yeah, yeah. I think it's like that in the wellness realm, because there's so many facets when you think of wellness. It's not just like work out and like eat less calories. There's so so much more to that than what we're taught, especially just um, with traditional medicine or whatnot. But I love how you talk about being an age reversal expert. I'm turning 41 actually here in a couple of weeks. And I kind of feel like things are like changing. And I know you mentioned a little bit about epigenetics, which I'm Mm -hmm. really interested in. And I want Mm -hmm. the folks listening to know what does that mean and how can we can contribute to our own epigenetics as far as Mm -hmm. our lifestyle and our own health? Mm -hmm. So uh, 
epigenetics is coming from, first of all, from the Greek prefix epi. And epi means on top of or in addition to something. Mm -hmm. And when we say epigenetics, it's obviously in addition or on top of genetics. And what this amazing uh, science, new science, and I'm sure we are going to hear more and more about epigenetics in the following years, what epigenetics is able to do for every single person is to help us literally control how our genes behave and function. And epigenetics, just to explain in a very simple word, sits at the intersection between genetics and then what we do every single day in terms of nutrition, every single decision in regards to what we eat and then environment, and then uh, whether we diet or not, because diets are so popular, right? And so so often I need to almost like recover my clients from or, or have some recover protocols from this diet mentality and from, from them moving from this, uh, this specific mentality into lifestyle. And what does it mean to actually start feeding yourself differently? Micronutrients are important, obviously, exercise, stress, sleep. So all these lifestyle factors um, change the methylation and the expression of our genes. And for those listeners who are not familiar with the word methylation, and this uh, is usually the case, at least uh, this, uh, this is something that I experienced before. Methylation is a process where tiny chemical markers they are also called methyl groups, will attach to your DNA and also largely control the way that the DNA function. And as we naturally age, and this is, you said you are going to turn 41, I'm sure you, you also know the fact that aging accelerates in our 40s, things are changing, we start losing muscle mass, our hormones are uh, out of balance. Uh, it's not the same, obviously, for every single woman, but generally we lose some hormones. And again, it's different for every single woman. We lose muscle mass and then even our bones are different. The, the, the strength of our bones, uh, bones is not the same. For some women, uh, sleep is an issue. They start waking up for no reason around 4 p.m., 4 a.m., sorry. Uh, or they have difficulty going to sleep. So this could be another situation. Going back a little bit to what happens uh, with these methyl groups as we naturally age, they will either hypo, which means low, or hyper, which means high methylate regions, specific regions across genome, which will then affect how specific genes and also specific biological process functions such as eyesight, for example, mm -hmm. hearing, memory, also inflammation. And we talk here about chronic inflammation or so-called silent inflammation. Um, and this is usually the, the, the field or the, the stage, if I can call it like that, for uh, most of the lifestyle diseases. And we already, I'm sure, know by now the fact that 90% of the diseases are non, uh, they, are they are also called lifestyle diseases, they are not inherited. Mm -hmm. So genes are important and DNA is important, but what's more important than that is what we do every day. We literally have like a, 
metaphorically uh, switch uh, or um, remote control, I think it's a better way to say it. We have a remote control in our hands, of course, again, metaphorically uh, speaking, and we can control certain areas of our life. And if we know, for example, uh, the fact that we are predisposed to type 2 diabetes, then what we usually do uh, with every single client uh, we work with, we uh, build a very uh, focused strategic plan on what does it mean to actually do prevention in regards to type 2 diabetes? What are the sensitive spots and how that specific per person can navigate and which buttons uh, she or he should turn on or off when it comes to diet, when it comes to sleep, when it comes to movement and so on, because there are risk factors uh, that are very much linked with type 2 diabetes, for example, and whether or not those factors are um, uh, actually taken care of or not is an important uh, part of the lifestyle or the way the, that person uh, takes care of her lifestyle or his yeah. lifestyle. Yeah. So in a way you can kind of say, Larissa, you can either, you know, accelerate the clock with your epigenetics like, or reverse like it. aging yeah. or reverse it just depending yeah. on your lifestyle and the way yeah. you're treating yourself from the inside out. For a woman listening today, what would be like the top three areas to focus on so we're not speeding up, we're reversing the clock. Reversing Everyone's the clock, getting yeah. out their pen and paper right now. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I would say um, the number one thing, and uh, to be honest with you, I will not go so much into into specific genes or specific, just because this is so different for every single yeah, person. Very personalized. I don't want, yeah, exactly. But there are things we can do, no matter or irrespective of using or not uh, a genetic report. And these things are obviously, and I'm sure everyone would expect this, right? Diet, what we, what's on the plate mm -hmm. and what's on the plate, of course, again, it's different or slightly different for everyone. But there are certain foods that could or can trigger inflammation inside our body. And then there are foods that are great to fight inflammation, just a, an example, right? And I, I speak uh, pretty often about uh, what I like to call the whites. So the more we stay away from, from these whites, and what are the whites about? The whites are about sugar added sugar, refined sugar, mm -hmm. and then uh, dairy products, dairy products. And this is a, sometimes people are like, oh, dairy, I like cheese so much, or I like yogurt so much, and so on. And of course, the conversation is not that simple, right? We need to see. Yeah. And when it comes to dairy, uh, sometimes um, a person can be sensitive to lactose, which is the sugar in dairy. Someone else could be sensitive to the proteins in dairy. Mm -hmm. And some other people, just because their hormones are out of balance, they should avoid dairy because their hormones uh, or plenty of hormones, depending, of course. Again, this is a, a broader conversation, whether or not this product is uh, organic and clean and so on. So from my perspective, Keeping the dairy products in 20% of the time, applying Pareto, 
the Pareto principle, in which in 80% of our time, we stay away from these whites. And in 20% of the time, we can have some cheese once, twice a week, three times a week, but not every day for every single meal. Uh, this would be definitely a winning game. So sh uh, sugar, dairy products, salt, and then white flour. These are the, the four whites. Again, we can keep them in the 20% of the time. If we manage to stay away from this in 80% of the time, and just by removing sugar, we also remove processed foods, right? And processed food is known to, to actually be there and contribute to this chronic or silent inflammation. So diet and paying attention to what's on the plate and generally focusing on whole foods, what's closer to mother nature and not closer to the factory if you want yeah. this would be uh, one of the things the second thing is instead of managing our time I would advise everyone to actually focus on managing their energy mm. especially now it's so easy to be distracted by so many things, mm -hmm. so many things, so many. And I'm not only talking about social media or binging on Netflix or uh, having, I don't know, mindless conversation or useless conversations or we, we can be distracted by so, so many things, sometimes even our own thoughts. And this is one of the things we do inside the, inside our Glorious 40 Mastermind program. We start with the mindset uh, piece because mindset is everything. I can hand over the best strategy for anyone. If the mindset is not in the right place, they will not implement the strategy. So managing our energy, mental energy, physical energy, emotional energy, sometimes I like to call them, them batteries, is very, very important. Because there is no way we can focus on ourselves and prioritize self-care if we don't manage, properly manage our energy. And by managing our energy, we also manage our time and ourselves. Because so, and, and this, is, uh, this is a very interesting shift for my clients. They learned whether this happened inside the corporation they work for or they, they learned this uh, in the school. They learned so much about time management and how to manage their time and how to organize their to-dos and how to properly plan and so on. And it's not so much about that. Time is time. Time is something that we create, first of all. What's even more important is how we manage ourselves and how we manage our energy. So this would be the second uh, second advice and then the um, or the second thing we can look into when it comes to aging and the, the third one is definitely movement mm -hmm. and movement is again there are so many beliefs limiting beliefs around move movement some of them are have to do with the fact that you need to kill yourself in the gym in order to be healthy or you need to uh, hire a personal trainer if you want to be healthy and so on and that's fine that's perfect if you can do that and if this is something that you can afford uh, time-wise and also financially it's great before that there are so many things we can do for ourselves just I don't know taking a walk outside mm. and exposing ourselves to ourselves to natural light that's in it, that in itself is so beneficial for our sleep, for example. And 
is just one example. Um, we have mental clarity. We have the ability to have perspective uh, about the, the day or uh, put some order in our thoughts and take decisions. There are so many benefits mental uh, from the mental perspective, but also from the emotional perspective and so on. And um, we forgot, almost forgot to take these steps or to prioritize these steps, ideally in the nature. But even if it's just outside in fresh air, natural light, uh, that would be a huge win. And I would give one as a bonus, if you allow me. Absolutely. <laughs> and this is, this is about, this has to do with sleep. I cannot, I just cannot uh, uh, skip this one uh, because it's so important. And again, things changed. I feel like in the last years, we speak about sleep more and more. Um, but a few, I would say like probably 10 years ago, so many women were so proud of themselves because they managed to actually be productive with only four or five hours of sleep and it's not even the case uh it's it's almost like we are fooling ourselves and things can work for a while but when we hit 40 and beyond we move uh, and and want to stay productive and uh, manage or run our businesses or run a team or manage a business things are not the same uh, and this is one of the, uh, the ahas my clients have. They are like, I want my body back and I want my energy back and I want my focus back and what's going on here and so on. And then we explain what, what, happened, what happens and how our body is changing and why the focus is not there the same way it was a few years ago. So food and then... Uh, energy management and mindset a little bit because it's also mental energy and then moving our body and sleep i would say these four are definitely priorities or should be priorities should be yeah that's the thing it's like they should be i love that so much and i really want to dig deeper into sleep i could dig into each of those and just a little note before anytime before i do a podcast recording i always go outside even if it's winter and I walk outside. That way I have mental clarity. I have some natural vitamin D anytime before I get on a call with a client, even if it's just five minutes or less, I will just go walk outside or I'll just check the mail just to be like, okay, get myself grounded. And it, I, I could go on and on about each of those areas. You can sense, yeah, it's, uh, I sense that or I, I, I had that feeling right in the beginning when when we met. Mm-hmm. Uh, your energy is you have a calm, grounded energy, and it's it's something that it's so beneficial not only for ourselves but also for uh, for anyone else yeah. who's getting in contact with us, right? Whether sometimes they're employees or colleagues or kids, or and it's truly a gift for them. Mm-hmm. And ha- having to deal with with an overwhelmed, overworked, overstressed woman is not easy, no. right? When we when when we are in in that state, we snap at other people. We and then we feel sorry for our behavior. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we we say things that we don't want to say, or we simply manage to 
send out that stressful vibe. Yeah. <laughs> and that yeah, in itself is huge, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like you said, I love how you said not managing your time. I mean, we could talk about time management all day, but your energy, like with me coaching people, and I'm sure you feel the same way too, Larissa, you're giving a lot of your energy to folks. Mm -hmm. Um, But being a wellness professional, I know how to charge my battery back up and to get my energy back up. And a lot of that has to do with rest or sleep, Mm -hmm. which a lot of the women listening, they're busy working women. They are in that burn out zone and they're not sleeping because they're not making these other areas. We just mentioned a priority and I can just speak from personal experience and also watching my husband through his sleep struggles. Um, well, I guess eight years or six years, no, seven years ago now. Um, I feel like he was aging so fast over a year and a half time of not sleeping, like the weight gain and the, the um, mental load of, and no, no mental clarity of not sleeping And I want to maybe discuss a little bit here what the actual impact is on you physically and mentally when you aren't getting quality sleep. Because I know there's a lot of my friends and clients listening who just aren't sleeping well. And I want them to realize the impact that has on them, not just, you know, like, oh, I'm aging a lot quicker, but the other impact it can have on you as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, um, it's interesting. It's interesting because we don't have this level of awareness in regards to to sleep, even though we spend 30% of our life sleeping, right? And we are so sometimes preoccupied. I don't want to say obsessed because it's it's probably a, a tough word, but so focused on food and what we eat and so little focused on what's going on while we sleep. And again, this is 30% of our life. And it looks like, and this is coming from statistics, 30% of the world's population is sleep depleted. That's a huge percentage from my perspective. So sleep, yes, it it is. So sleep is probably the most underestimated health factor. Mm. Uh, Even though sleep has a huge influence on our physical, mental, and emotional health. And you saw this uh when your husband had uh, those issues right for for one year and a half so when we are sleep deprived and obviously tired once we get deprived sleep deprived we are also tired we feel tired we look tired we are not the best version of ourselves mentally emotionally physically every single type of if I can call it like that type of performance like mental performance emotional performance or the way we perform emotionally and then also physically is affected by the quality of our sleep and what's even interesting even more interesting and this is why I'm so happy that you do what you do and you bring up the the awareness the level of of awareness and you you place these questions we sleep two hours less than we did a century ago. Two hours less, that's a lot of time from my perspective. So sleep is a force multiplier, I like to say, because it has the power to literally magnify the results we get from food, the results we get from movement, the results we get from breathing, even hydration. So all these health factors or lifestyle factors are going to be literally multiplied or magnified, if you want, once we get the 
right amount of sleep in. Mm-hmm. So what happens when we sleep enough? And then I will also uh, list a few things happening when we lack sleep. So when we sleep enough, when we prioritize sleep, and by prioritizing sleep, I also mean not only how much in terms of how many hours, but also the quality. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not enough to focus on the quantity of our sleep. It's also important to focus on the quality. And we get the right quality also by paying attention at the what I like to call the timing of our sleep. In other words, when we go to sleep, if we catch the what I like to call the prime time hours, and these hours are happening or they are uh, there between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. So our body takes the best and also especially for us women, this is important because, for example, human growth hormone is released and produced by our body specifically in this time interval. So we, if we miss this amazing hormone, it's also called the youth hormone. So for anyone interested to look glowing and have a better skin and glowing skin and so on, getting these specific hours of sleep is very important. So instead of binge watching Netflix till midnight or 2 a.m. and so on, going to, to bed, going to sleep around 10 it's a very important uh, ritual or, or habit to actually take into account. Mm-hmm. So what happens when we go to sleep when we should and then we also sleep enough? So quality plus quantity. We eat less. And you mentioned that that was something that I, I uh, uh, took note on. You mentioned the fact that uh, some things changed in uh, uh, in regards to your uh, husband's weight, right? So the weight, his weight changed. So we eat less. We generally eat less. And we also have a faster rate of weight loss. This was the number one reason why I became a certified sleep coach, because I figured out there is a very strong connection between what we eat, what's on the plate, and how much and how well we sleep when it comes to weight loss. The second thing is the fact that we are more productive. We manage to be properly focused, perform better, and also take better decisions. Most accidents in history happened ever in history. Uh, They happened because of Uh, sleep deprivation and those people who were in charge with certain tasks um, they were sleep deprived and most of them happened around 4 a.m which is interesting because this is when our body uh, is producing more melatonin this is the sleep hormone Mm -hmm. so there are two injections I like to call them metaphorically speaking of course one is around 10 p.m when we should be in bed And I know this is painful for some of your listeners. And the second injection is at 4 a.m. So if we manage to catch these two injections with melatonin, we are going to feel more rested and more productive and able to focus uh, and so on. Better immunity. This is so important, especially now with COVID and so many uh, health issues happening in the world. So better immunity, better skin health. And this is, I already mentioned the the prime time hours and the fact that we get the human growth hormone uh, and we cannot get this hormone. I should say this because so many people skip their sleep or go late to to sleep and then they they say, I'm going to catch up during the weekend or next day I'm going to take a nap. Well, 
you can do that. However, you will not get the human growth hormone, for example. Mm-hmm. So certain hormones are released by our body inside certain time intervals. And we don't simply don't get those hormones back. We can rest uh, and recharge the physical battery. It doesn't mean we are also getting those specific hormones. So better skin health, emotional regeneration, and also I like to say better relationships. Because when you are rested, when you are focused, when you are calm, um, when you don't snap at people, you you are not cranky, you are not... You are a pleasant person to be with. Your relationships or the quality of your relationships is definitely different. Our hormones are way more balanced. This is another very important topic, especially for women in their 40s and beyond. Lower levels of inflammation in our body. Mm. And we talked about inflammation. So if we want to stay away from inflammation, and inflammation, again, is, the, is creating the, the, the stage um, for for certain lifestyle diseases, if we want to stay away from that, we need to prioritize sleep. Lower risk of infection, decreased pain. So for anyone who's experiencing pain of any kind, this is an important uh, health factor to, to be prioritized. Stronger bones, and as we age, bones are important, especially for us women. And then also lower risk of Alzheimer and any other disease that has to do with cognitive decline dementia for example parkinson there is a long list but these three alzheimer dementia and parkinson are probably the the most most popular when we don't sleep and this is if you want the opposite of what i just described we have bigger chances to gain weight this is one of the things happening and then we have greater chances to also develop cardiovascular diseases there interesting studies uh, showing the fact that uh, the link between a a cardiovascular disease, any of the cardiovascular diseases and lack of sleep is is a very strong one. We are prone to depression. We are less creative. Uh, Our emotional and social life is uh, is affected and so on. And one of the things, and I I like to say this, even even though it might sound a little bit dramatic, but it's 100% uh, true, one single night of sleep deprivation make anyone insulin resistant as a person with type 2 diabetes. Mm. Wow. And this, yeah, and this translates in aging faster. You already mentioned that, decreased libido and also storing more body fat, more than even I mean, way more than we want. Mm. After 24 hours of sleep deprivation, there is six percent less glucose in our brain. And this is why, and it's a very simple test. Anyone can actually, once they, they, of course, we don't want (laughs) to get deprived, but things happen and life kicks in. So uh, this is something that I also invite my clients to do. When they say, I have things to do and work to do, and I went to bed late or very late and so on, I invite them to watch a little bit themselves and they be their behavior around food next day 
And in 100% of cases, they crave candies more, they crave chips, donuts, starchy, sugary things, fast food in general. And the reason is the fact that our body is literally trying to get back that glucose. It's almost like a survival mechanism. Mm. So it's biology. It's nothing else. It's not rocket science. It's just biology. We lose the glucose and the body wants to put the glucose back. And this is how we we behave around sweets and and, uh, fast food. So getting back our sleep and another, uh, another thing that we probably don't have enough awareness around is when we go to sleep um, or not when we go to sleep, but respecting or making sure the timing of our sleep. In other words, going to sleep every night at the same hour and waking up pretty much at the same hour. This is something important. So not just going at 10 from time to time, right? Going to sleep at around 10 from time to time, a few times a week. The more we, we uh, make this the predictable habit for our body, the better. If we... Uh, one day we do, uh, we take this into account and go to sleep at 10. And then the other day we might go at two and so on. Our body is literally confused. So what we manage to get is just out of balance hormones. And then we become cranky and we have so many cravings um, for the food we don't want to consume next day and so on. So it's, uh, uh, it's, uh, we go back to simple things. We go back to simple habits, forgotten habits, if you want. Forgotten habits. Yes. I mean, sleep is where it's at. Everything you're saying, I'm just in my head like, yes, that is how my husband felt. Yes, that is how I have felt. I've suffered from adrenal fatigue in the past. And it was like, oh, I'm working out all the time. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm pushing myself. But I also wasn't sleeping well. I wasn't getting like efficient rest and recovery. And I wasn't seeing the results I wanted. And I was, you know, then I get mentally down on myself, like, well, what am I doing wrong? You know what I mean? And it all just up, it all just adds up. And I love that you brought up, you know, creating healthy sleep habits around going around the bed the same time every night. I was just talking to a client the other day and she was like, I'm trying to get to bed earlier because I'm waking up and I don't feel rested. And I asked her, I said, well, what are you doing before you go to sleep? She goes, watching TV. (laughs) And she was like, I just can't, you know, she goes, I'm watching it to like fall asleep too. She goes, and it's making me stay awake longer. So I said, well, maybe set an alarm to watch TV for 15 minutes. If that's something you do with like your partner before you go to bed and then read or use an app to help that you don't have to look at that helps Mm -hmm. you go to sleep or something. What are some suggestions other than going to bed at the same time every night or your biggest tip to help someone get to sleep and have a restful night's sleep? Well, first of all, we need to uh, time our meals as well. So not just Mm -hmm. our sleep. And it doesn't mean we get obsessed uh, around the the exact hour we should have dinner, for example. But having dinner a few hours before going to sleep uh, is something I would put it in the in the forgotten uh, habits category as well. Because we are so used to to snack all the time and to eat all the time and to have food all over the place sometimes. uh, And especially for those uh, used to to binge watch on Netflix until late in the night, snacks are usually around. 
they are the go-to <laughs> companion for for them and it's it's simply not healthy even if the, the the snacks or the food is healthy so allowing our body to prepare for sleep properly uh, prepare and properly rest uh, is uh, one of the, the important things there the second uh, the second uh, habit we can take into account or routine uh, we can take into account is uh, taking a walk so if we if we don't manage and this is something that uh, it's understandable especially if we need to uh, you mentioned school and the fact that uh, our kids are back to school uh, very soon so um we are busy parents, busy people, and uh, sometimes mornings can get crazy. Mm -hmm. So uh, if we don't manage to do that, even though, again, uh, being exposed to natural light, it's so beneficial for our sleep. We can do this in the evening before going to sleep. Mm -hmm. And I'm, uh, I specifically say taking a walk and not doing a workout a heavy workout because uh, it's it's way more beneficial than uh, doing a workout right before going to sleep because of adrenaline. So there is a, a, a broader conversation about why not. Uh, and again, we can work out um, uh, early in the night, ideally not very, uh, very, very late. So timing our meals, uh, taking a walk outside, and then you already mentioned uh, Netflix or TV. So being exposed to artificial light, it's something that uh, we want to definitely avoid in order to have a better sleep quality. And this is one of the, I should say, the most difficult thing for my clients, at least, to ditch because they are so uh, almost addicted to screens Mm -hmm. and they have this fear of missing out from not going to social media and not seeing what the Joneses are doing mm -hmm. so they are it's difficult it's literally difficult and sometimes they need to place the phone outside their bedroom in order to actually resist the temptation to go into uh, I don't know certain feeds on social media um, some of them also they might have a screen in their bedroom which is something I don't definitely recommend and especially when you have a partner who has different uh, habits than yours it's even more difficult right to actually align align your uh, your routine with his routine so this would be another one staying away from screens and the way the reason for that is the fact that melatonin is not properly produced by our body so when when that blue light kicks in or we take in the blue we are exposed to to be more correct we are exposed to to, to blue light to the artificial light um, our bodies simply almost like stopping not entirely but uh, uh, a significant amount of melatonin is not produced anymore by our body so that 10 p.m injection is not there necessarily for us so Staying away from screens, taking a walk, timing our meals. Mm -hmm. um, I would also, and you mentioned apps that can put you to bed without needing to look at them, just uh, with, uh, with some earplugs. There are amazing apps and solutions. Sometimes we can try meditation or simply some, some calming or breathing exercises before going to bed. Uh, that should be good enough, especially for those 
um, those uh, women or, or, or listeners who can fall asleep or they are so stressed and their mind is so busy that in, in some cases they even wake up during the night because of those thoughts running around and being concerned and worried about certain things. So um, the other thing, and probably the last one, uh, has to do with the way we uh, decorate our environment, or I like to call it sanctuary, the sleep sanctuary. Um, temperature is important. And then humidity. In some cases, it's the, the, the fix or the solution or one of the few solutions is just room uh, temperature or humidity in the room. And um, then, of course, having the, the, the right, um, uh, wearing the right type of pajamas, if it's cotton or it's silk or, I mean, these are, they might sound like they are not important, but they are specifically for someone who's sensitive, for example, to polyester or to, to plastic in general, this could be a huge uh, sleep uh, barrier for them. So I, I just listed a few. And of course, we can go further with plants and, and uh, specific, um, even specific supplements. But this is very different for, for everyone. So sure. it's not a one, one size fits all solution. Yeah. One is trial and error. I know my husband has a very specific sleep ritual and sleep habits now, and it helps him sleep very restfully every night. He has to have earplugs. He has to have his pillows a certain way he wears just these certain well he just wears his underwear to bed but that's he has to have the room cool he has to have the ceiling fan going I've always been a good sleeper for the most part I'm like good night and I go right to sleep <laughs> um, but for him it, it's been really interesting just to watch his sleep journey and to um support him through that. And I hope the ladies listening today really took down some generous notes and thank you for your time and giving us this today. Cause I really feel like it's going to help a lot of women and think about, okay, not only do I want to be a more patient mom and colleague and business owner, but also I want to be better for me too and show up as my best self. Cause I want to feel good and realize that, Hey, there's no badge of honor being like, I only got four hours of sleep last night, but look what all I'm doing today. Cause that really compounds over time and, um, speeds up that clock, which we don't want to do ladies. We do not want to do that. So get to bed between that 10 PM and 4 AM for those melatonin injections. I love that so, so much. So Larissa, thank you so much for this conversation. Where can everyone connect with you and find out more about you? Uh, there is a, a place from where your listeners can download a free guide. Uh, and this is 10yearsback.com. Mm. And uh, this is a great guide uh, with my favorite 10 age reversal hacks. So 10yearsback.com. Uh, and then keepglowing.com. This is the, the place where we uh, promote and announce our upcoming uh, free workshops. And uh, the third one uh, is, uh, is definitely the, the place where they can book a free discovery call um, with me and, and see how we work and uh, what type of genetic reports we run. And uh, we also have our own app with a proprietary system uh, created a few years ago. And this is connectwithlarissa.com. Um, so this would be the, the three 
places for sure. I love it so much. I'll make sure to include that in the show notes for everyone Thank as you. well. I so appreciate your time. Thank you so much again, Larissa. Thank you. Thank you so much. Larissa, thank you so much for this conversation. Ever since we talked back a while ago, I've been really conscious about my own sleep habits and um, it's such a vital part of our health that I think we have just forgotten about. So thank you for that reminder today and especially speaking from someone that's 41, anything we can do that's simple and free to turn back the age on clock, uh, <laughs> to turn back the clock on aging, um, like sleep. I'm going to do it. And I hope you will too, friend. So let's talk about my three biggest takeaways from this episode with Larissa Petrini. So number one, you can either slow down or accelerate the clock. So which one do you want? You want to slow it down, right? I loved learning more about epigenetics. You know, you can control how your genes function. It's the intersection really of your genetics and everyday lifestyle. Like Larissa mentioned, a lot of times, Maybe we just get caught up in our own genes and then thinking whatever's hereditary and we don't take care of ourselves because we think there's no point. Well, friend, there is a point. You can combine that and lead a healthy lifestyle to hopefully take control of those genetics. She mentioned a few easy ways to do that. Pay attention to more whole foods that will lead to less inflammation, which is where a lot of like chronic disease comes from. Managing your time versus your energy. Oh, I love this so much. I feel like we could do a whole episode on this. You know, we're managing our time every day, right? We are sharing our Google calendars. We're writing it down in our planner, blah, 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 blah. We're managing our time. But how are you managing your energy? Who are you giving energy to? Do they deserve your energy? How are you recharging your energy on the other side? And then lastly, movement. Just something as simple as getting outside and walking. You know I'm a big proponent of that. Those three simple areas, though, can really help slow down that aging okay we don't want to accelerate it we want to slow down that clock and just focusing on those three simple areas are going to help you number two kind of like I referred to earlier sleep is not a badge of honor to say <laughs> you're like oh my gosh look at how much I can do I'm not a lot of sleep it's actually science okay I really want you to take this as kind of like black and white data if you're not getting quality sleep then you're not going to get the results you want period Okay, and quality sleep, not just quantity. And thinking about the timing, like she mentioned, having that HGC, that youth hormone going between 10 p.m. and 4 a.m., and that will really lead to faster rate of weight loss. You'll be more productive, you have better immunity. Um, you can rest and recharge your battery. You can have emotional regulation, balanced hormones. Sleep is where it's at, y'all. It's actually science-based, and I think a lot of times we just think it's like, oh, I'm so exhausted. You'll perform better physically, mentally, emotionally, everything if you are getting quality sleep. And then lastly, sleep, I feel like, is one of the forgotten habits. It's a basic fundamental need. In all of my programming, we just focus on your fundamental needs, okay? We don't dig in too deep. We don't dig in too deep. We're focused on healthy habits around your fundamental needs to not overwhelm you. And a habit hack that Larissa mentioned that I love and I wanted to make sure you took note of this is to track what foods you crave when you're exhausted when maybe you've gone a couple of days with not sleeping well what kind of foods are you craving it's probably those sugary processed foods to help replenish that glucose that you're not getting regenerated when you're sleeping you know a couple other habit hacks is to go to sleep at the same time and time your meals workouts screen time that artificial light 
um, earlier. <laughs> don't don't be doing that right before bed because then you have that increased adrenaline. You're on alert watching your phone. If you're able to turn it off and have connection more so than anything, that will definitely help in the long term. So friends, don't forget about sleep. Don't like count it out as a pillar of health for you. It is so important. It is so important in your sleep habits. Just speaking from living with someone who had poor quality sleep for two years, it's it's everything. Your sleep habits are everything. My husband, I feel like we could do a whole episode just on sleep. We have interviewed Dustin before, my husband, on his um, health journey as well. But sleep is where it's at. And if you're not getting enough sleep, use these tips that Larissa mentioned today. Make sure to give her a follow on Instagram. Check out her website. Everything is linked in the show notes for you to connect with her and learn more about how to turn back the clock. I keep thinking of if I could turn back time. (laughs) But we want to turn back that clock on aging and sleep is the number one secret, the number one habit to help you do that. If you love today's show, I'd love for you to leave me a review. Let me know what you loved about it. Make sure to go to the show notes to follow Larissa and I will catch up with you later on Thursday for Habit Hack Thursday. See you then, friend. Hey girl, real quick before you go, if you want some free motivation texted to you every week from me to help you habit hack your health, send me your favorite emoji to 773-904-2157 and sign up for my weekly pump up text. I can't wait to catch up with you there. Hey, and if you love the podcast, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a rating and review in iTunes. That way more mamas can also find the show. Then you can even email me a screenshot of your review and I'll send you either a Starbucks gift card or give you a free habit hacking call with me live on the podcast. Love and appreciate you, friend. I'll see you next time.